Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a spoiler-free review. Isn't it fun to be able to do these? If you're listening to us in Australia, if you're in, like, two states, this is relevant. If you're in all the other states in lockdown, you can't see this movie. So, I guess, boo-hoo to be you. I don't know why I'm bagging out listeners straight away. This is a bad start. Uh, we're here to talk about Free Guy, everyone. Free Ben, because he <laughs> doesn't know how to start these episodes. Uh, a Ryan Reynolds helmed movie, starring movie, that is quite an interesting movie. It's sort of one that we knew was coming out, then forgot about, then, oh, that one's out. Let's go see it. And I'm interested to talk about this one today, because... That's why we're here to talk about it on the Oz Network. My name is Ben, and enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity. And my name is Colin, and catchphrase. <laughs> no, you're going to be like, catchphrase! Catchphrase! Catchphrase. Um, yeah, free guy. I I remember when this trailer came out like a little over a year ago, and I was like, okay, that looks pretty funny, pretty interesting, and then... Completely forgot about it. And I think another trailer came out. Yep. Forgot about it. I mean, it got delayed. It got delayed like everything else in the last 12 months. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's upon us. It got released. And I'm going to say this right now. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was hilarious. It was fun. It was just silly. It was just, I don't know, just a randomly fun, funny film. Um, I don't know what you think about it. I'm intrigued to see. You kind of gave me a little nod there. So I'm hoping you agree with me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing this trailer last year when it was originally supposed to come out. And um, I'm not going to say I dislike Ryan Reynolds. I don't. But I find him to be too much at times. Like he's Aww. one of these actors. Similar people would be like Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller, where, you know, you have them just the right doses, then they're fine. But if you have like too much of this person, it's just like, all right, shut up already. Uh, so sometimes I find them hard to take. So the first time I saw the trailer, I probably just, I, I knew what it was about. I could tell by looking at it. I'm like, ah, uh, I'll skip that one. And as the promotion started ramping up now for the, um, the proper release, the delayed release, uh, I started watching the trailer thinking like, this actually looks kind of interesting. I still wasn't completely sold on it. Uh, originally we were supposed to go to this two weeks ago and then we ended up getting free tickers to free, free tickers, the, free tickers. T- the good old tickers to the bomber game. Uh, but, um, uh by the time this came out this past week it was uh hugh jackman's reminiscence came out the same weekend and uh well telling jamie you have to pick between hugh jackman and a movie that you actually think looks good i'm figuring she's gonna pick hugh jackman uh and she basically said no i'm okay with either of them and because you'd already seen this i said let's let's watch this one also figuring reminiscence might end up being a little bit depressing (laughs) so we ended up seeing it um i wasn't like you know jumping to see this movie i'm like okay it looks okay 
but I'm kind of with you as, as I watch this, I'm like, you know, this is probably one of the more enjoyable movies I've seen this year. Uh, I will say it, it's like, I, I'm, I'm still trying hard to pinpoint it, but there's something that holds this back from being great. It's good, but it's not great. It's <laughs> not very Tony the Tiger there, but I, <laughs> I, I have got a couple of theories, but you know, it's still, it, it's hard to criticize a movie that you probably hold in the top two or three movies you've seen this year. It, I think it just comes down to the fact that it's just, it's mindless fun. It's just, it's like, it's this, you don't walk out of this going, well, this is a plot hole and this is a plot hole because it kind of the whole point of this movie is that like, yeah, it's a bit silly and a bit ridiculous and there are definitely things wrong with it. But at the end of this, I guess it's kind of like Space Jam, like just take it for what it is. It's just, it's that type of movie. And it, how are you Canadian and you say that about Ryan Reynolds? Like, I mean, he's a national treasure, well, Colin. I, I, I say I say even worse things about Ryan Gosling. He's well, a that's national fine. treasure. He's not a national treasure. He's a national thumb. Like, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, I lived in BC, so maybe we're a little bit more partial to our beloved Ryan. Uh, but uh, I, I, I've always loved Ryan Reynolds. I remember watching Two Guys, Girl and a Pizza Place when that's what it was actually called before it was just yeah. called Two Guys and a Girl or whatever it was. Um, then I remember seeing Van Wilder as a kid, loving that. Um, didn't really see much of him else. Like I, I'd never watched, I've never seen Green Lantern to this day. Um, I think I might've seen one of those ones, he, or the one he did with Sandra Bullock. Didn't he do two with Sandra Bullock or something like that? Mm. Um, you know, sporadic appearances here and there. But then of course, you know, Deadpool, come, Deadpool comes about. But I think kind of, I just was one of these people that just fell in love with his persona, just like kind of him outside of movies and just how he is in real life and just him on social media and all that kind of stuff. And his, his relationship with Hugh Jackman, which is hilarious and all that kind of stuff. So I just think it like adds to that level and the fandom of Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, I, I, I love, I love me some Ryan Reynolds, but um, I mean, this is, I, I this is a movie though that uh, it's just built for him, isn't it? Like I, I couldn't imagine anyone else in this role. I really don't know mm-hmm. if I can think of a single other person who would be suited to this movie. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I'll agree. I think that he makes this his own movie. Uh, there's probably actors out there who could have done this, but it would have been something completely different. And I think that's what, uh, that, that's what sets apart. Brendan Fraser is actually one guy that I thought of while I was watching this. He's coming back, Colin. Have we established this? I like, I've been such a bubble. Sorry to quickly interrupt and change the subject. When I was talking after you and I recorded the other day with 007, download now, available on iTunes, uh, Noah and I had a bit of a chat and we got talking about Brendan Fraser and he's like, Brendan Fraser's back. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I Googled it and it's like the first headline is the renaissance of Brendan. Like, what's happened? Have we, yeah, is it is, us? Did we do yeah, it? I mean, that, that's the exciting thing is that we started the Oz Network because we wanted to cover all these Brendan Fraser movies. And last year we finally got around to doing Brendan Fraser Month. And it's amazing. We, we, we sort of, I guess, had a hint of this coming because I still to this day, every once in a while, you'll see these three people liked your post. And it's our post about Brendan Fraser month from last year. Yeah. That people are still stumbling across. Uh, but um, yeah, he got cast in a Martin Scorsese movie. And then there was this video of him breaking down in tears because he saw how happy people were. Like fans were literally rejoicing. It's like, oh, this is so exciting that Brendan Fraser is finally getting another shot. I mean, he's been on the Doom Patrol show, but like this is like he's back in movies, you know? And, oh. Yeah. So so we contributed a little bit to this. We've been pushing Brendan Fraser for years. We 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 uh we we talk about how we've killed off like a couple of Bond actors, but let's think of the positive things we've done in the world. We brought back Brendan Fraser. We got a modern pentathlon gold for Chloe Esposito over and off the podium. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure, we prevent a lot of them from winning medals later on when they come on the show, <laughs> but like we got one at least. So like, I mean, look at all the positive things. You know, we we made Brendan Fraser great again. You're welcome. <laughs> 
You're welcome, Brendan. You are welcome, Brendan. Come on the show, Brendan. Like, it's us. We did it. Anyway, sorry. Uh, But Ryan Fraser would be good in this movie, actually. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me a little bit of the type of character reminded me so much of Blast from the Past. I think that's what it is. The the, the complete innocence. um, But... Yeah, I, I will agree with you. I mean, he he makes this his own performance where it would be hard to imagine anybody else in. But I, I don't want to just, you know, say this is all a Ryan Reynolds thing because I think that's kind of what I worried coming in. And one of the reasons I enjoyed it more is because there is such a good balance. Uh, the other cast members, particularly uh, the, the the female lead, Jodie Comer, I had no idea who she was going in. Yeah, me neither. Uh, uh, but, I mean, I'm a fan now. I'll, I'm, I'm going to check out her other stuff. And there's one thing that uh, uh, I'll, I'll mention. Well, let me just mention it now because uh, – one of the things that got me a little bit more interested in seeing this movie is uh, a week or two prior when I was seeing something else, uh, the big theater chain we have here called Cineplex. Um, they have, you know, as I guess most movie theaters do these little commercials before. And one is a thing with Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer. And they're like, Hey, we're here uh, to talk about our new movie free guy and to play a little game of uh, who's the smarter Canadian. I don't know. Have you seen this anywhere? Is this? I, no, never saw that. Never saw oh, it. It's amazing because it's basically a trivia game where he's like, as a proud Canadian, I thought it would be great for me and my co-star Jody to uh, play this trivia game to see who's the the smarter Canadian. She's like, uh, you know, I'm British, right? He goes, <laughs> all right, first question. And then they cut to her for a question. And it's like, what are the colors of the Canadian flag? And she's like, is it red and white? And it's like, ding, ding, ding. And it's like, Ryan, your first question. Economic issues dominated Canadian elections in 1891, 1911, and 1988. What were those issues? And he's like, what? And they're like, eh. And then it's like, Jody, your favorite Canadian actor is. And she goes, oh, I love Sandra Oh. And he's ding. And he's like, that seems kind of subjective. I don't think that's fair. And it's like, Ryan, which donut icon Tim or donut icon Tim Horton played for which defunct junior hockey team between ages 17 and a half and 18 and three quarters? And he's like, this does not seem fair. And they're like, Jody. Spell Canada. <laughs> and Ryan, which animal is featured on the nickel? The beaver. And what is the scientific name? No, I'm done with this. <laughs> Completely backfired. I'm like, okay, I actually really want to see the interplay between these two people. But like, considering she's playing the straight person for a lot of this movie, I mean, I'm really sold on her and some of the other actors too. I mean, we'll get through some of the, some of them, you know, have some good moments and bad moments. And some of them are like, Wow, I did not see this coming. The the other guy, just to quickly mention, the other guy, in <laughs> the this other movie, guy, the other gee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I haven't heard um, that episode yet, Colin. I don't get the joke. <laughs> Download it this the, Thursday. <laughs> uh, the the guy who creates this video game. I mean, he's in Stranger Things, and it's kind of exciting to see him do something different too. Because in the first season of Stranger Things, he wasn't like a character that people hated, but people just sort of finished the season. It's like yeah, you could write this guy to the show and I couldn't care less. And then the second season of Stranger Things, people were like, wow, how did he become the single best thing in this show after only one season? And, you know, he has, I guess, kind of just a typical character, but I mean, I'm seeing movie star flashes with him now. And this movie rounds out a good supporting cast where even Jamie was like, man, everybody in this movie was so good. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, we'll talk about one of the uh, the other stars in this movie who I completely forgot was in it. And then when I remembered he was in it, I was blown away by how good he was in it. We'll get to him, but um, yeah, I've I've never I've never seen um, Killing Eve, and that's what mm. Jodie Comer is best known for. Um, I think was she she's Ray's mum in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, did you know that? 
Yeah, I well, looked I saw today. that on her filmography. Yeah, I saw that today as well. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, there she is. Um, but outside of that, I, I didn't know. She she actually reminds me a lot of Winona Ryder. Um, and I kind mm. of, in the whole movie, was like, is it Winona Ryder? I'm like, no, Winona Ryder's not that young. <laughs> Um, but sorry, I, no disrespect to Winona Ryder. I like Winona Ryder. Um, but this just reminds me of the South Park movie. Hi, I'm Winona Ryder. <laughs> Ping pong balls out of a vagina. Um, <laughs> God, I, I think of the weirdest things. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think the cast, and I, I have no idea. Uh, the other guy is Joe Keery. I've never seen mm-hmm. Stranger Things, so uh, I, I'm kind of scared off it with What's-A-Face, Millie Bobby brown i just don't want to watch it because of her but um if this guy's in it maybe he was okay um but we should say directed by sean levy who uh did the night of the museum movies i believe um cheaper by the cheaper dozen, by the dozen. Just i just Mary. watched cheaper by the dozen the other day <laughs> oh stay for the tom welling is that kind of what it was for or, <laughs> yeah. um i actually like just married that was a movie i remember going to see when i was younger and really liking that movie big fat liar i remember enjoying frankie muniz why not mm-hmm. um the internship i think i liked that was the was that the vince vaughn one where they go to google was that the internship or is that a different uh, movie? I always confuse those two. There's one with Robert De Niro as an intern. So it, is. it was no, one it is. of those it's movies. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, the Google one. And um, they, oh, they did Date Night with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. He he did Date Night, I should say. Actually, he's done some good movies. And he did a lot of Stranger Things as well, which is obviously explaining why Joe Carey is in it. Jeez, his filmography's pretty good. We should do a Sean Levy month. I'm looking at this now. <laughs> like, um, I mean, out of everything, I've only seen one of the Night at the Museums, and that was fine. Um, Kim Raver was in it. I was excited to see Kim Raver in a movie. Um, the Oz Network's Kim Raver, we should say. Um, this is where I leave you. I can't say I've seen that. Uh, Real Steel, I've not seen that. That's the Hugh oh, Jackman that's a good movie. boxing one, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, any outside of those, any of the other ones? Are your, I mean, the Pink Panther from 2006. That was pretty bad. But yeah, uh, did you know much about Sean Levy coming into this? No, I I only sort of associate his name with Night at the Museum. But then when you run through all those movies, it's like, oh, yeah, I know this. I've seen this. I've seen this. Obviously, more of a comedy director where but like the big budget stuff, it totally makes sense when you say Night at the Museum and Free Guy. You know, they're they're very similar. Another thing with uh, one of the screenwriters movies, Zach Penn, because I kept thinking the entire time, I'm like, this is very like comedy Ready Player One. And Zach Penn had also written Ready Player One when I, I kind of some of my complaints about this movie I'll just get out of the way is I, I feel like this is such an original concept. It feels very fresh. It feels like everything you see on screen, just visually, it's like nothing you haven't seen before. And then when the story about halfway through the movie starts emerging and you realize this story is so standard and so predictable, that also kind of reminded me of ready player one where ready player one in like the final act of the movie, it's, it's not nearly as good as this. I mean, it completely falls apart. But, um, you know, obviously both of those movies sort of take place in video game worlds. But what I was sort of hoping for, and, and again, this could just be my bias. I had a lot of Scott Pilgrim versus the world vibes when I started watching this movie. And that's kind of the, the, the polar opposite of this, where this is a movie where it takes place in a video game world, but it feels like a real world. Whereas Scott Pilgrim versus the world takes place in the real world, but they give it this video game touch to it. And maybe because Scott Pilgrim versus the world took this video game concept and did it completely originally where you get to the end of the movie and like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Wow. That's a good twist. And this is just like, okay, I know exactly where this is going an hour in that's 
I guess the minor complaint I have about this is it, it, it could have been unpredictable. I think this movie should have been a little bit more unique when you got to the, the twists and how the story plays out. It's actually really interesting. I didn't really get Ready Player. I know it's kind of a weird thing to say given it's video game, video game. But yeah, I mean, I got more Ready Player One vibes from Space Jam and New Legacy. Like I, I can mm. sort of see it now. But I guess the thing with Ready Player One is I watched that in a small screen on a plane. I just read, well, sorry, I didn't read the book. Oh, that's a lie. I listened to the <laughs> audio book. Um, <laughs> kind of reading a book. It's the Ben Waterworth way of reading a book. Uh, really enjoyed the book. And then the movie was like, eh, well, that wasn't what I was, you know, hoping it would be. Um, so yeah, but I, I like you that Zach Penn also was on, involved X-Men. in the story of, of X-Men, the Avengers, um, behind enemy lines, Nanny Professor to the clumps, uh, the original Charlie, Inspector Gadget. He was a co-screenwriter. <laughs> I love that movie. Ants, Men in Black, uh, Last Action Hero. So he obviously has a genre. Last Act, there's a, there's a movie that I never thought about that's very similar to this, Last Action yeah, Hero. kind of that. And then the other screenwriter, Matt Lieberman. Uh, he worked on the Adams family, the, the newer version, um, the Christmas Chronicles. Cool. Dr. Doolittle tale to the chief. Oh, <laughs> must've missed that one. Um, even Eddie Murphy missed that one. He did. Was that like the fifth version of it? It's still better than the, uh, Robert Downey Jr. version. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I seeing some of those screen credits, you're right. You can kind of um, sort of see what it is. The thing that I love most about this movie is that I'm a massive fan of Grand Theft Auto. And mm-hmm. clearly, Free City is very much based on Grand Theft Auto. This is a, a massive, massive parody of Grand Theft Auto. And, I mean, this to me is probably the closest we will ever get to a Grand Theft Auto movie. Um, and that's what I loved about it the most because... There were so many, like, just references and in-jokes to anyone who's played Grand Theft Auto Online. Just, like, it's that world where you've just got the absolute fuckwits going around, destroying, killing, doing whatever, and not caring. And then, like, there's even, like, a moment, I think it's when um, the uh, Jodie Comer character meets Free Guy and he's like, oh, you're you're hanging out and just being normal with me. Well, that's a change. Like, like that's me. When I play Grand Theft Auto Online, I'm the person actually going around just, like, trying to find people to, like, ride in cars with and just do things. And then every time I'm getting killed and everyone's just going, noob. Um, so I'll give my uh, PSN out there if anybody wants to ever play me and they can get lots of uh, ranking points. But, um, yeah, I don't know if you're much of a Grand Theft Auto gamer, but, um, mm. yeah, that's – I think what I really loved about this movie is to me it was just – it was a, a comedy version of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you know, I, I loved uh, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. I mean, I played that. I'd stay up all night playing that. And um, I think Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, I, I have a copy of that somewhere. Vice City was easily my favorite of all the games. Uh, but uh, this is completely a Grand Theft Auto idea. And as far as, like, the story goes, you know, I guess the twist of this is essentially, well, we created one type of video game, but then they turned it into this type of video game, which isn't what we want. But if I'm going to have another issue with this movie, it's going to be the characters ideas of money doesn't matter. You should release something original. No, it does. Because if nobody buys it, then yeah. you're out of business. So there's a little bit of preachiness in this movie about like uh, consumerism where it's actually completely unrealistic. It's like, okay, it, nice idea, but that would never fly in the real world. Yeah, if we ever do a recap of this movie, there's one massive plot hole in this. In- like I just said before, like, oh, there's no real plot holes in it. But, I mean, there's one. There's a huge plot hole in this that annoyed the shit out of me where it's like all the bad guy has to do is one thing and it's all over and done with. And, like, literally one thing. Oh, literally. you'll have to tell me off air. 
I'm like, all you have to do is this and done. Simple. And like, yet they make out like there's this huge, yeah, anyway. But um, speaking of the bad guy, can we can we talk about Taika Waititi here? Because like, I completely forgot he was in this. I mean, we didn't even, we talked about the cast of the Suicide Squad a couple of weeks ago. Didn't yeah. even mention Taika Waititi's in that. I mean, he's literally in it for like a scene and a half. But like, can I just say how much I love this man? Like, I mean, seriously, like this guy is just incredible. And like, he's an amazing director. We all know that. Uh, if you still haven't seen uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People, go and see it right now because it is seriously one of the greatest movies you will ever see. Best thing to come out of New Zealand since The Flight of the Concords. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of something good for New Zealand there. Um, but Russell, Lisa Carrington. <laughs> uh, good answer. Russell Crowe. Uh, <laughs> Sam Neill. Um, sure. Yep. Um, but, I mean, just hilarious. And, like, I'd, I'm glad that he's acting more now because, like, obviously mm-hmm. he kind of goes a bit more in a directorial role. But, like, I just love the fact that he's in this. He's not a director. He's not a producer as far as I know. Like, he's just purely in this as an actor. And we talked about Don Cheadle in Space Jam and New Legacy just hamming it up and having fun. Mm-hmm. Taika is doing exactly the same thing. And, like, he fits more in this movie, whereas Space Jam and New Legacy was maybe a bit more like, oh, I'm LeBron James, I'm a serious actor, let's do some serious shit. This is more just like everything's pretty camp around him already. So he just comes in with like the moustache-twirling villain and he's just fantastic. Doesn't put on an accent, he's got the real Kiwi sort of <laughs> accent going on there and just, I love him. I love this man. I seriously, I'll move back to New Zealand right now if he is the Prime Minister. I'm, I'm saying that right now. You know, there's there's moments in this movie where he'll deliver some lines. You're like, well, that joke didn't hit. But then the longer he keeps going on, you realize that's the point. Yeah. Um, I doubt that a single line of dialogue was written for him in this movie. I mean, well, whatever was written was completely out the window. Like he came in there and said, I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. If it makes sense, great. If it doesn't make sense, just keep rolling. But make sure you include them. If he had one contractual stipulation, I guarantee it was if I screw something up, if I say something that's not appropriate, if I say something that makes no sense and isn't funny, you have to keep it in the movie. Yep. And it actually makes his character so much better because if you had had an actor coming in here and doing this where they wanted every line to be like, oh, well, that's so bad that it's funny, you're going to like them in the end. But there, there's something about the way he delivers this performance where he's just so off the wall. He's so obnoxious. He's so not funny at times that it's hilarious and you want him to die by the end of this movie. And this isn't the type of movie that's going to, we're going to kill off the villain or anything, but like you hate this man and, and it works so brilliantly. One thing I just noticed about him, he's halfway to an EGOT. He's obviously got the Oscar. Uh, didn't realize he's won a Grammy uh, and he's been nominated for two Emmys. So um, here we go. Hashtag can we, can we add for an EGOT. Can we add in there a threesome with Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson? <laughs> I mean, if that's what floats your boat. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, well, when that story, I don't know if you saw that, when that story broke, people were like, this guy's my hero. Wait, How what? Is this happen? real? Is this something? I thought this is just a fantasy. Oh, of just, just, no, no, just Google Taika Waititi, Rita Ora, Tessa Thompson. Okay, this is, um, I need to find this out right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this like the whole, um, what's his face story? Joel Schumacher, whatever it was, story about like just being, not Joel Schumacher. Is it Joel Schumacher? No. Um, God, sorry, Josh Schumacher. Uh, Rip, um, what's his face? Lionel Luther. Oh, um, well, sort of. I mean. <laughs> kind of. Well, hang on. So, Taika Waititi's dating reader, or I thought he was married. Yeah. It's funny you're on Wikipedia that he's married to someone. Oh, poor Chelsea Winstanley. He's left him for reader aura. 
I, well, I, and Tessa is, Thompson. This is this is too much reading for Ben. I need the audiobook <laughs> version. Um, but <laughs> should mention the story. It, it, I mean, basically, we we've got a a video game similar to Grand Theft Auto called Free City. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' character Guy is a NPC who basically realizes he's an NPC. And then there's a whole plot outside of the video game about, yeah, as you said, kind of consumerism and all that kind of stuff. Like, and we can't really say much without giving it away. But it, that's that's all you really need to know. I I don't think any of the trailers really give away that there's any real life stuff going on. Is there? Like, I can't remember if like I think all the trailers just kind of give the whole note nation note yeah. notion of it being a video game. <laughs> Learn to speak, Ben. Maybe I'm in a video game. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember if the trailer showed much. I, I sort of thought this would be like it's all in the video game world, but I mean, it's it's a good split. Once you get, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes into this movie, y- you're almost like 50-50 at some points between the video game world and the real world. The special effects are really, really good in this film. Like, again, it's sort of, I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to say that now in 2021, you expect special effects to be good. Uh, generally, they are. But like, I guess kind of in such a, a special effect heavy movie when you're sort of living in this world with all the, uh, you know, the visuals and the video game aspects. I feel like it just, it does feel like, like, I kind of want the free city video game to be a thing. I want the free guy video game to come out. And I mean, if, let's be honest, if this was 15 years ago, there would be because all movies like this would have a video game time, but they just don't do it <laughs> There would it be anymore. a Killing Eve video game. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. There, there would be a, 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 what's that chess one on Netflix? Um, oh, Queen's Gambit, the video game. Queen's Gambit, Gambit. I bet you there will game. be for that one. Probably. I mean, there was an ER video game, people. Um, pretty good, actually. I enjoyed the ER video game, if I'm being honest. There was a Desperate Housewives video game, a Lost video game. Oh, you know, uh, we, we could have the Taika Waititi video game trilogy. We could have Hunter the Wilder People, the video game, Free Guy, the video game, and Jojo Rabbit, the video game. I think we would say the threesome video game. Take with Hedy Rita Ora, Tessa Thompson, the video game. <laughs> Oof, that'd, that'd be a video game to end all video games. But um, yeah, I, I guess kind of just like this this world looks amazing and just it's kind of clever. They did it, which I actually did not look it up. Was this filmed in Vancouver? Uh, because it really looked like Vancouver to me for l- large portions of it. Seeing it was actually filmed in Boston. So no, uh, I was completely I was going to say it looks like Boston. <laughs> oh well, you were right. Oh, it looks like being like Weymouth because it was filmed in Weymouth. But um, I swear there were scenes there. I'm like, that's definitely Vancouver, not the beach. But um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, anything to add on the the visuals of this film? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could have gone the route of making this a complete video game world, but like they do ground this in reality. So when you're viewing it from Ryan Reynolds' point of view, it is all real. But what I really liked was when they actually will cut to, and this is what it looks like to the people playing on the outside. And it just looked like a video game. Uh, It looked like a good video game. Video game Ryan Reynolds looks strikingly similar to real life Ryan Reynolds too. Uh, But that was one of the, I think that the interesting things that I, I thought visually in this movie is that I was thinking, okay, so is this gonna be one of these VR things? Like, cause that's kind of ready player one, right? what you see in the video game world, that's what it actually looks like. But when they'll cut out of the video game to a person playing free city and you see that they're just playing it, this is a regular video game. And there's even other things in this, like uh, uh, without giving too much away, there's a scene where a character does something and they're even saying like, there's no button for that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they very much keep to the rules of a video game, almost a hundred percent here. So there's yeah. nothing that happens in free city that you can't relate to this is what you do in a regular video game. One thing, talking about the cast, this has got some epic cameos in it. Now, before I talk about the epic cameos, can I just say, though, the ones that I don't like, 
because like I'm a video gamer on the level that you are an AFL fan. You you like it and you enjoy it, but you don't invest your life in it. Yeah. I, I like video games and I enjoy them, but I don't invest my life in them. So I couldn't tell you the name of a single YouTuber who covers video games. I don't oh, know yeah. any famous Twitcher, any of these things that all the video game fanatics are into, right? So there's so many cameos. And I'm sure all these like video game, oh my God. That person. Just to, I'm going to spoil these because it doesn't bother me if I spoil these ones. I've got here Jaxapitzi, Ninja, Pokimane, Dan TDM, and Laser Beam. Yep. All esteemed Twitchers and people that have probably got millions of followers around the world and are probably richer than you and I will ever be in our lives. But good for them. I don't give a shit about them in this movie. The yeah. other cameos... <laughs> There's one in particular that just I like it was similar to the um the one joke in Space Jam the Michael Jordan scene, I laughed out loud. Um, was it the it was, uh, the heist scene? Uh, no, because I didn't realize who that was until now. I'm reading who it is. Um, but what? no, it's it's the one with catchphrase fight. Oh, when, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's a few like yeah. famous movie references that they kind of use and that, and then they make just randomly show an actor from one of the movie references out of nowhere. And what's their line? Like, what the shit? Yeah. <laughs> I exploded when that, came up. that was the hardest I laughed in the whole movie. And I'll say I was in a cinema with some weird people because they were laughing at things. Where I'm like, that's not funny. What are you laughing at? <laughs> um, but like that bit, everyone just like lost it. But yeah, I'm seeing here that um, there's, well, actually one very famous person is the voice of a character, which I'm like, okay, now I can I can see that. Um, there is, uh, yeah, I didn't know the bank robber. I didn't know that was a bank robber. And apparently, let's just say this, a very good friend of Ryan Reynolds, who we may have already mentioned in this episode, apparently appears as a masked avatar in this movie, which uh, I didn't realise. Oh, actually, I know the character it is. Is that him? Oh. I I don't, I, I read that too, but I'm not uh, at the point you where I'm the, identified to it. I think it's the scene when um, What's-A-Face is in the alley with that guy and he's all like, hey, you want to come back to like my place? Like, that's him, if that's who I'm guessing. I don't remember it. So I <laughs> Didn't you see this movie like two days ago? I saw this a week ago. How am I remembering it? Awkward pause. We did have threesomes and read horror and that again. Um <laughs> I, I don't know uh you, you I don't know if you wanted to talk more about the the side cast if you talked a little bit more about it. I mean um Jody Comer's great uh the other guys buddy. I have buddy this what's is that little Ray Howry what's he off like he's he I off have other no things? idea but he's, but he's brilliant funny. he's in Get Out oh he's the cop in Get Out he's the one ah, at the end. okay I can see that now yeah 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 I like him um but he was funny yeah buddy like I want if they're, they're talking about a sequel for this. I, I, I kind of want free Buddy or something along those lines. I don't know. But, yeah, no, Buddy was fantastic. I like the character of Buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered it all. Uh, there's the other video game guy, which, again, that's just sort of the straight characters, so there's not much there. I mean, he's fine, but uh, uh, it's all the video game characters, like even minor things. There's a barista in this where yes. <laughs> there's there's a look that she gives. When, yeah, <laughs> when somebody tries to order a cappuccino and she's like, this is in my programming kind of look. <laughs> and you can just see things happening in the background. It's like, no, something's not right here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th th that's kind of what Jamie was saying. It's like, everybody is so funny in this movie because you don't expect that it, it's, if you see a Ryan Reynolds movie, it's going to be anything other than Ryan Reynolds. Uh, but the one cameo that, that it, it I, I'm not so far as Ben where I'm only now discovering, like I recognize about halfway through the scene, but there's a scene where somebody who, 
we can also just spoil we're not big fans of and we often mock on this show uh gets a big cameo where they do a lot of dancing and uh <laughs> a lot of hamming it up where you're like okay i think we've seen one movie that they've done where they're good but you realize like this person's just stumbled across their chris hemsworth power like they should be in dumb comedies like this like somebody cast this person in a comedy now yeah i um when that person was on screen i'm like oh no um, but then it was like, yeah, it was, but like, I mean, having said that, like that one person we're talking about was great in a movie that I really, really like that we would mm-hmm. love to cover on this show. So again, he's not all bad. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, what's that coffee scene? Like, I wish I remembered the line at the beginning when he's like, oh, it feels like somebody like jizzed in my mouth with happiness or something along those <laughs> lines or something. Like, it's kind of like, I feel this is almost a kid's movie, but then it's not. Because it's sort of, you have like some really dirty jokes in there, like that kind of just kind of come out. Of, and it's just very Ryan Reynolds way. Like you talk about Taika Waititi kind of just, you know, I feel there's got to be some lines in this movie that are just Ryan Reynolds. A lot uh, of the innuendo stuff. Yeah, just the way Ryan Reynolds like delivers it is is so fantastic. Um, but yeah, um, Buddy, Buddy. so okay, let's start calling him Buddy. It's Little Ray Howery. So yeah, Get Out was his let's first call him Little Buddy. Little buddy. He was in Space Jam, A New Legacy. He's one of the commentators in the, in the ah. basketball game, the announcers. So um, he apparently plays himself. So there you go. Oh, and of course, he was in the Angry Birds movie too, where he was <laughs> Alex voice. And he was in Bird Box. He was Charlie. I don't remember Charlie in Bird Box. We did that, what, like a year ago? So he's done pretty ago. well for himself since he was in Get Out. Um, <laughs> he was in Tag, Uncle Drew, Bird Box. Brittany runs a marathon. Oh, that's a good... Have you ever seen Britney Runs a Marathon? I've never seen Britney Runs a Marathon. That's a good movie. Uh, he was in Good Boys, The Photograph, Clouds, Home. Yeah, we're just reading the entire filmography here of that. Yeah, the other guy, the other video game, Utkarsh Amdukar. He was he was fine. Um, served yeah, his purpose. Like, served his purpose. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, one thing I'll say, the music of this movie... Um, I mean, I just, I love the random use of the Mariah Carey fantasy song or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, like that song is, uh, it just it always reminds you of Rush Hour with the girl mm-hmm. in the car. But I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge Mariah Carey fan. Like I know I'm the member of the, you know, the middle-aged gay man's <laughs> music club, but like Mariah Carey's not on the top of my playlist. Like it's one of those artists where you're like, okay, she's got a handful of songs. I'd, I'd maybe buy a greatest hits. Sure. But, like, I don't know, but this is just one of those songs where you just hear it, like, 50 times in the movie, and then you leave and you're just like, hey, man, I walk down in the sun. And, and you're just singing it all the time. I didn't realize this till before we recorded this, but the end credits version of this is performed by Jodie Comer. Oh, is it really? Mm. Oh, so she wow. sings, too. Well, good for her. Can't swing, swing like Mariah Carey. <laughs> I mean... I'm not saying anything, but... Uh, or Taika Waititi. Yeah, I saw the picture, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Wow. Okay. Um, interesting. He he's That's New Zealand for you. That's what it's like. It's just threesomes with celebrities. Is this Nick's life, like, 24-7? That's why he's just not recording the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, we're in lockdown. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Yep. He's with off Rita with, like, he's off with Rita Ora and Lord or something like that. Um, kind of hanging out. Russell Crowe for good measure. Um <laughs> Is there anything else uh, that I, I have forgotten that is uh, glaring that you want to talk about with this film? Uh, no, not too much. I mean, you mentioned if they ever do a sequel. This is one of these movies that I hope that I enjoyed it, but I hope they never do a sequel. 
because yeah. um, it's like one because I know they talk about Ready Player One already doing a sequel. I think the book sequel is already out for that. I, I, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I don't think you ever need to do a sequel with that. I, I feel like this is something that's like it, it should be okay. This is it's unique. It's original. We did something that's fun. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, I don't think that they really set this up for a sequel, but you know Hollywood, so. It's a movie that I enjoyed. I think that they could have done a little bit better on it, but if they ever make a sequel, I would have zero interest in it unless it is like, wow, we've come up with the craziest idea ever. Yeah, I'm with you. Just just leave it alone. It's it. You don't need a sequel to this. I think it's just one of these movies that, like, you're going to be watching in a few years' time. Oh, that was a fun movie. Like, I'm going to watch again. It's. I mean, I'm not going to rush out and absolutely, you know, watch this every year. Um, but it's still one of these ones that if it's on TV, you wouldn't turn it off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you would you would be excited for it. But I mean, it's kind of. I think the thing too, it's it's almost on a similar vein. Like I talk about the Ryan Reynolds movies I've seen. I mean, Detective Pikachu, I really enjoyed that. Still haven't watched it since it's uh <laughs> sort of the movies. Obviously, I always re- ramble on about how great Sonic was, um, and I still haven't rewatched that. But I mean, I kind of feel like it, it's almost. I'm gonna call that almost like the video game trilogy that kind of just is an enjoyable weekend watch. Like Detective Pikachu, Sonic, and then you watch Free Guy. Like kind of none of them are related. Well, two of them has Ryan Reynolds in it, so I guess they're kind of related. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen Sonic and Detective Pikachu yet, if you can relate no. them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just kind of just, like, casually fun movies. If I had to rank those three, I would put Sonic 1, maybe this 2, and Detective Pikachu. Oh, I like Detective No, probably two, yeah, 2, 3. Anyway, not that we're ranking them, but um, <laughs> I'm buying this movie. Just while we're on that topic of what are we doing with this movie? I'm buying this movie. Yeah, I'm buying it too. Uh, I will say Jamie absolutely loved this movie. Uh, and, and as often happens when I sort of brought up some of the minor issues with it afterwards, she goes, oh, you know, you're kind of right. But uh, uh, it didn't steal from the back. Like she absolutely loved this movie. I mean, she would like buy this before I'm going to buy it, but I'm still buying this. It's, uh, it's, it's not necessarily the greatest movie I've seen this year. I think The Suicide Squad is light years ahead of this, but it's in the mix there for, you know, most entertaining movies I've seen this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's better than Black Widow. It's better than Space Jam: A New Legacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So it's actually really interesting that to think that literally some of our listeners here listening in Australia now wouldn't be able to see this movie because it's it's weird that you know Sydney and Melbourne are in lockdown right now, so you can't go to the cinema, but they're still just releasing this. Because did they do that in Canada? Like if like one province was like open, they would still release new movies, or did they hold back until the yeah. whole country could see it? No, because uh, uh, Ontario and Quebec, and I think BC had theaters open, and uh, I wasn't able to see anything. So uh, I- I'm 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 okay with the fact now that I can see this, and some people in the world can't. <laughs> well, I felt go. bad a couple months ago when I was on the other end of it, though. Well, uh, until te- you watch. Tasmania will go into lockdown in the next month, like on September 29th, when a certain movie comes out the day. And if that happens, I swear to God, I will <laughs> burn down Village Cinemas in Glenorchy. I like you can use this as your you evidence. Will Tasmania swim police. to New Zealand. I will. Like if I tell you now, Tasmania going to lockdown on October the first. Because if you lock down on September 30. Shit gonna go down, all right? <laughs> We've gone through too much shit this year to not see Bond Forget- when it gets released. <laughs> this year, let's go back to 2019. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking 2020, 2021. Everything. Um. Anyway, there's 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 maybe another movie before then we're gonna cover. Uh, Shang Chi, which I think I finally saw some footage of it. Did I mention that on a trailer? Mm-hmm. One of these ones. Um. There was a trailer for some really bad romantic 
movie before this movie. It looks so terrible. It looked like a teenage it, version of Fifty Shades of Grey. I Jesus. was going to say, was it the one where somebody writes a fake letter, dear Evan Hansen? Oh no, that one was looked sad. Uh, but yeah. no, this. But yeah, it's like a musical. A, <laughs> is it a musical? Yeah. The trailer it even did says not when you have the credits it. come up, the credits come up and says from the songwriters that brought you La La Land. I'm like, so, okay, so, so there's a musical here. So, so how then in that trailer was there no music in it at all? Like, there's one part me. of it where uh, uh, you could see a song is playing, and one of the characters, it looks like they're lip syncing to the song, but I guess that makes it a musical. Because no, that's all got like Amy Adams in it, and um, who's the other famous? Julianne actor? Moore. Julianne Moore, thank you. Um, no, God, what was this movie? Um, I, it's kind of bothering me now, actually, that, like, it just looks so bad. After We Fell, it looked terrible. Apparently this is a sequel to something. Um, oh, God, it just made me sick watching the trailer. Anyway, sequel that is not... Before We Fall? That is not coming soon. Neither is, I'm <laughs> seeing here, The Boss Baby Family Business. Sorry, we're not doing it. Uh, Paw Patrol the movie. Maybe Colin can do that. I don't know if he takes the kids <laughs> to go see that. Um, Pig, no, not coming soon. Ooh, ooh, that's got a release date. I will be going to see that, and I do not know if you will get set. So this is our part where we're advertising what's coming up. Uh, this yeah. is why I'm trying to, there's a point to this. <laughs> so Shang-Chi will be the big one before No Time to Die, and we're sort of mentioning that. But uh, there's a movie called Nitram coming out. Now, this is this is a very controversial movie in Australia. Very, very, very controversial movie. It is basically um, a sort of a, a biopic on uh, a guy called Martin Bryant who did the Port Arthur Massacre right here in Tasmania. Basically, shot and murdered thirty five people. It was the the massacre that changed all the gun laws, and it was it was horrific, absolutely horrific. And it's something that's kind of very you know, personal and hurt to Tasmanians and Australians. So the fact that they made this movie was very, very controversial, got screened at the Cannes Film Festival. And I believe the guy who plays Martin Bright won the, the best actor there. And they're sort of almost, almost talking about Oscar buzz for this. So he was in Get Out as well. Yeah. Caleb Landry Jones, X-Men, Get Out. So I'm seeing here, they've got an official release date for this on the same day that No Time to Die comes out. Um, so the 30th of September. So I, I will go and see that because that's kind of like one that I feel people are just going to be curious to see. So might be a solo Ben Waterworth review. Uh, I'm not curious. really going to be, a, not going to be a fun episode. I feel that one, but, um, <laughs> it's, it, it's done by the, the filmmaker. So there was a, a famous murder sort of serial killer thing that happened here in the Snowtown murders where basically, um, long story short was in South Australia these people killed a bunch of people and then they found all these bodies in barrels in a bank. Sure. So I remember watching that movie about 10 years ago. It was god-awful. It was terrible. It was just such a boring film. Everyone's like, oh, it's so gory and disgusting. It wasn't. There was like one scene in it where you're kind of like, oh, that's a bit gross. But it was shit. So when I found out he was doing this movie, I'm like, really? Um, but it's actually based on a book that I've read, Colin Hilding. Uh, You've so not read a book. I read a book about uh, the Port Arthur Massacre, which this is uh, based on. So um, I'm Was very it the, intrigued. the children's illustrated version of the Port Arthur Massacre? I would be very intrigued to see if there was a children's uh, illustrated version of the Port Arthur Massacre. <laughs> maybe not the quite uh, the right audience for that, but maybe. Who knows? It's there. But anyway, the big ones obviously are going to be uh, No Time to Die and Shang-Chi. So they will be coming soon. In the meantime, um, this week, couple of days, Mighty Ducks is dropping finally. We've done it. It's very long. It's like four and a half hours, but it's worth every single wow. second of it. Uh, <laughs> stay for the gi. You'll love the gi. Actually, no one loves gi. What am I talking about? Uh, then we'll have D2, D3, and then our spoiler review of Game Changers only five months later. 
and of course, uh, 24 Breaking Bad happening, and Lost is coming back next week. Yay! It's only been two years, so get pumped for all of that. Listen to all the things you do at the end of this. I don't need to go through them. All I need to say right now is my name is Ben, and don't have a good day. Have a great day. And my name is Officer Colin! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.